eating the magnanimity of our church. These four things are eating the trees of God itself and making the tree white without nerves, without blood, without spirit. And as the consequence of these four, God stopped. Okay, because you don't realize this. There is disunity in the temple. There is no commitment in the temple. And people are not just bothering about the condition of the church. People don't know what is sin and what is not sin. Therefore, let me stop the drink offering. Let me stop the grain offering. I praise the Lord, however, for one more text before I pray. Chapter 2, Joel chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. Please listen every word as I read. Don't tear your clothing in your grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Okay, verse 14 is very important. Who knows? Who knows? So Joel is pleading to the people, listen, the grain offering, the drink offering are shut. It's been withdrawn, stopped in the temple, but return to the Lord. Plead for revival in your lives. Change your lives. Return to the Lord your God. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you a reprieve, sending you a blessing instead of this curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to the Lord your God as before. Now, there is only one possibility, Joel says. There is one possibility. If you want to experience the revival, if you want to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, if you really need that the Holy Spirit is convicting you of judgment, righteousness, and sin, there is only one way, only one means, only one possibility, that is, please return to the Lord your God. And what is the significance of these two offerings? That's what we are going to see today. And before that, may I ask you to close your eyes, bow your heads. Let's seek the Lord with humility. Father in heaven, we have come to your holy presence in this month, second Sabbath, to think about revival, Dear Lord, our hearts are dry. Sometimes our mind is so stubborn. But we need revelation, oh Lord. We need revival, oh Lord. Help us to do something for the unity of the church. Help us to do something to commit ourselves for Jesus' task to be finished in this year. And also, dear Lord, help us to understand where this church is going.
And also, dear Lord, help us to understand what is sin in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. What is this drink and grain offering? Just one or two thoughts, then I will go to the three uh, significance of these two offerings. You know, when we study in the Old Testament, we have two sacrifices, and they're called lamb sacrifices. And these two sacrifices are daily sacrifices, which is morning and evening, called daily sacrifices. You will read it in the book of Daniel. And number two, you will see there is one very important sacrifice, which is called Day of Atonement, once a year. So when the lamb was sacrificed, And the burnt offering was given on the altar. The priest will bring this drink offering, which is one point of wine. And the grain offering. And they will pour it on the burnt offering or the sacrifice upon the lamb. So the flame will be visible to all the congregation who are sitting in around the sanctuary. And the flame of the sacrifice will be exalted and it will be on the fire for a long time. So therefore they pour the drink and the grain offering there. So priest will never sacrifice either in the Day of Atonement or in the morning and evening sacrifice because there is no grain and drink offering. It's very, very important in order to do the lamb sacrifice. Priest will never do if there is nothing. And in fact, Jesus himself says, and Paul also says, I'll be poured out as a drink offering to the Lord. It is very, very important. Okay, so in the day of atonement or morning and evening sacrifice, the daily sacrifice, lamb will not sacrifice if there is no drink or grain or meat offering there. What is this after all? Why Joel is specifically mentioning that God has withdrawn the drink and the lamb sacrifice? Why God has stopped it? In Valley of Death, a Siberian camp, Valentine was never stopped. She was receiving letter, letter, letter in order to get the response for her prayer. But here in the main sanctuary, in the temple, the drink offering and the grain offering were stopped. In fact, God himself stopped it. What is so important in that? I'll give you three. And I believe in Jesus that the Holy Spirit will speak in your heart just to reflect your spiritual life. Are we really working for the unity of the church? Am I, am I the problem maker 
are problem solver. Am I really committing myself wholeheartedly, regardless of what people think or do? But my business is to commit myself for the glory of God. And number three, and these three points will help us to understand what is the situation of my church, where my membership is recorded. And number four, and these three points will help us to understand that whether what I'm doing is sin or am I glorifying the Lord through my life. Number one, what do you mean by grain offering or drink offering? In the context of Joel, first chapter and second chapter. Number one, okay, praise and thanksgiving were stopped. Pastor, how can you say praise and thanksgiving was stopped? Let me read three texts for you to understand this. Okay, drink and drink and grain offering is nothing but praising and thanking God. You know what? When God said, no, I'm not going to hear your praises. I'm not going to hear when you say thanks to me. No, I'm not. I don't like your thanks. I don't like your praises. It's just like that. Let me read it. Leviticus chapter 6, 14 and 15. I'm going to read three until you come to the last. You won't understand, but please follow as these three quotes are connected. These are the regulations for the grain offering. Aaron sends are to bring it before the Lord in front of the altar. The priest is to take a handful of the finest flour and some olive oil together with all the incense on the grain offering. And he will do what? And burn the memorial portion. What do you mean by memorial portion? It signifies our praises and thanksgiving. What the Lord has done. So whoever is bringing that, they are remembering what the Lord has done for them. Memorial portion on the altar as an aroma pleasing to the Lord. You can say, oh, pastor, I didn't understand this. Okay, for you, I will give a scenario. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 23 and 24, and 24 and 25. Okay, what did... Uh, the Samuel's parent did. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with the three-year-old bull, and ephah of flour, and the skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. What did she do? When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli. Okay, verse 25. Okay. Uh, you don't have verse 25? No, Pastor. Yeah, okay. And then let, let me read uh, just to, I know the scripture, but let me read that. <clears throat> okay, First Samuel chapter uh, um, 1, verse uh, 25. <clears throat> Okay, verse 25. Then they slaughtered the bull and brought the child to Eli. And she said, Oh my Lord. 
as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. So she was praising and thanking the Lord for his son by sacrificing along with the grain and the drink offering. Are you with me? So when God said, I will stop, I have withdrawn, I have withheld the drink and offering, uh, grain offering means I don't want your praise and thanksgiving. No, I'm not hearing you. Let me give you uh, Sister Ellen White uh, quote. Um, when Hannah gave Samuel to the sanctuary, she brought a bottle of wine with the animal for a burnt offering. It was after she had expressed the full surrender of her only son to the Lord by her burnt offering and the wine of the drink offering that she could fill the temple court with her voice of praise and thanksgiving. Brothers and sisters, what I'm trying to say here, Joel is saying, because there was no revival in the mind and the heart and the soul of people, God said, I don't want your thanks. No, I don't want it. So he withdrew the grain offering and the drink offering, which denote praise and thanksgiving. You know, sometimes during the praise and worship, some people will just keep quiet and gaze at the praise and worship team. They don't sing. They will simply sit, although they know the songs. They don't open and, and sing. Just let, let me ask you, have you any time asked yourself, why I'm not singing? Why I'm not praising the Lord along with the congregation? Why I'm just keeping quiet? You may not know, or I may not know, that God has withdrawn the drink and the grain offering from our lives. That's why sometimes we keep quiet. In the hymnal 422, he says, people who don't sing will never know God. I really thrilled about that particular line. Those who don't sing never knew God. Hebrew chapter 5, verse 12. Hebrew chapter 5, verse 12. Let's see this wonderful text. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, people are born Adventist. Some of you are born Adventist. Some of you are Seventh-day Adventist member for about 15 years, 20 years, maybe 10 years. What have you learned? What have you learned? And here Paul says, for though by this time, by this time you ought to be teachers, in my language, Bible says, pastors. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for someone to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. Although we are members, are, although we are reading the Seventh-day Adventist doctrine, hearing 52 sermons every year, although we are in our church for so many years, 
still somebody should teach us the elementary principles of the Bible. Because there is no spirit. There is no revival. There is no reformation in our heart. That's why we are sitting, folding our hands, not singing, not hearing anything. And there is no message touching our hearts because still we are expecting the elementary principles to be taught. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. And God says, I don't want to hear your thanks. Don't, don't, don't say thank you, Jesus. No, I don't want it. I hate it. And I have withdrawn the praise and thanksgiving from the church. Therefore, Joel is asking, pastors, kneel down. Elders, come. Wear sackcloth and stay in the night and pray. Because God has withdrawn the significant thing in the temple. And God cannot hear your praises and thanks because there is no spirit and revival in your hearts. I was asked to preach in uh, an uh, orphanage where there are about 200 children there, young and adult. So I went with two pastors and they said, uh, please wait, our principal will come. So we were sitting in the office. And I was just reading my scriptures because in a few minutes I'm going to preach. And there a sound came, so I just turned. The principal, the woman was coming with two of her students. And they were just holding her hands and bringing her. I was really surprised to see her that she was blind on both eyes. Can't see but principal of the college. So the students helped her to come to the office and she came and sat and stretched her hand for shaken and I did it. I asked a question because it was very curious to me. Uh, Madam, are you born blind or? And she said, no, 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 Pastor. Just few years ago, perhaps four, four years ago, I was really, 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 really saddened by that. Four years ago, what happened? She was a Catholic. She was Catholic. And by God's grace, she understood the elementary principles of the oracle of God. And she began to read. She began to read. She began to read. She was drinking milk. But now, as she was reading, 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 God was feeding solid food, solid food. And she was baptized in God's church. And she renounced every Catholic things and began to follow the Bible. But one day, four years ago, on her birthday, she wanted to go to Catholic church just to pray. Just to pray. And when she went, being as the principal of this orphanage, being as a CEO of this orphanage, being accepted and practicing God's word, yet she went back to her old things. 
And when she entered into that Catholic church, she had a holy water at the exit. So as she was practicing, she just uh, dipped her fingers in that holy water and just uh, touched her eyes. She became blind. She became blind. If you ask me questions, how pastor, I don't know. But this is what she said. Instantly, pastor, as, as soon as I touched the water and touched my eyes, I couldn't open my eyes. Since then, four years, I'm still blind. That really touched my heart. I was really scared when I said, I can't play with God. I can just mess with God's principles. And here Joel says, here you pastors and elders and members and inhabitants of Jerusalem, come down, pray to the Lord, plead and return to the Lord because the drain offering, the grain offering and the drink offering are withdrawn from the temple. What do you mean by that? Number one, praise and thanksgiving was stopped. God said, I don't want your thanks. Don't say thank to me because there is no revival in your heart. There is no spirit in your heart. There is no reformation in your heart. And number two, what is the significance of this uh, drink and meat or grain offering? Exodus chapter 29, the second thing. Number one, praise and thanksgiving were stopped. God said, I don't want it. And number two, Exodus chapter 49 uh, 29, 41, and 42. Sacrifice the other lamb at twilight with the same grain offering and its drink offering, as in the morning, a pleasing aroma, a food offering presented to the Lord. Okay, here. For the generation to come, this burnt offering is to be made regularly at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord, there I will meet you and speak to you. You know, when you brought the uh, drink offering and food or meat or uh, grain offering, okay, at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord, there I will meet you and speak to you. But here, Book of Joel says, God has withdrawn that, which means God is not ready to communicate with you. Why so many prayers are not heard? Years together, months together we are praying, but there is no symptom and sign of answer. It's because we have to revive, we have to realize God's communication has been withdrawn according to Joel. I was stunned to read this. Down through the century, from Exodus, you will see, then and there, God has withdrawn the communication. Let's see one or two examples. Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1. And the young man Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Why? No revival. No realization of the spiritual life. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. And there was no frequent vision. Why? The communication was withdrawn from the people. And also we see 
in the life of King Saul. When King Saul refused to follow the instruction of God, God stopped speaking to King Saul. And he ran here and there. He couldn't. He couldn't hear the word of God. God stopped speaking to King Saul, the first king of Israel. And finally, he had to go to witchcraft. And the story says, and Saul committed suicide because he couldn't hear. And there was no communication between heaven and earth in his life. And he was completely lost. Brothers and sisters, think about your life. And I'm thinking about my life. Do you hear the word of God? Is there any message which is proclaimed on the altar touching our hearts? Is there any revival after the sermon? Is there any change in our heart? If there is nothing, we have to understand, oh Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm returning to you because you are not meeting me and my wife and my children. Because God's communication has been stopped. Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6, verse um, 20 onwards. My son, keep your father's commandment and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the teaching a light. And the reproofs of discipline are the way of life footnotes. You know that verse 22 is the climax of that chapter. When you walk, God's word will lead you. When you lie down, God's word will watch over you. When you wake, God's word will talk with you. And if you don't have any revival in our hearts, in our prayer life, in our Bible reading life, in attending the church, in taking the commitments and also participating and supporting the unity of God, God will stop the communication. In the middle of the 18th century, there was a popular uh, preacher in India, Nepal, Tibet area called Sadhu Sundar Singh. Very godly person. Very godly person. And not only that, even in those days, he used to preach around the world. And one day, he was preaching in Tibet area near India. And when he preached in Tibet, People said, no, 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 you cannot. This is Hindu area. You cannot preach here. This is completely saturated with the Hindu philosophy and principles. You cannot bring Christ here. And he still preached. And he stayed there for a number of days and preached. What did they do? They brought him and threw him in the pit. There is a big uh, ground. Nobody is there. It's like a valley, but there is one pit where people, in order to punish the criminals, they used to throw them in the pit and they will die. And he was thrown there. 
So when he landed, he was landing on the bones and the dead, decayed body. And he couldn't find <clears throat> any place to stand. It was utter dark. And when he tried to step and feel, he could feel that he is standing on the decomposed body. Terrifying experience for Sadhu Sundar Singh. And the history says he stayed there for three days without water and food, except the body and the bones of the dead people. After three days of prayer, there was a voice. Sundar, hold the rope. Hold the rope. And he saw there is a white rope coming down to the pit from top. And he held it. And he was lifted up very gently. And when he came up, he saw nobody was there. And he praised the Lord. If you see in my slides, you will see a school under his name. Sadhu Sundar Singh Memorial Church. What do you mean by that? That's the place where the church is located at the moment. That's the place where the well or the pit was there. So in order to uh, have this as a testimony, how God can help us, how God can communicate with people, there is a church and a small school is there in North India. Brothers and sisters, the greatest want of people is the communication from God. And if there is no revival, if you don't realize that revival is the greatest need in our lives, and God has to withdraw his drink and grain offering. So number one, what do you mean by God is withdrawing the grain and the drink offering? Is God is withdrawing praises and thanksgiving. Don't want it. And number two, God withdraws his communication. And number three, and last, I would like to read from uh, Cross and Its Shadow, written by Sister Ellen White, page number 137. Here is the third point. The pouring out of the drink offering was no doubt an emblem of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. When God says in the book of Joel, God has withdrawn the grain and the drink offering. What do you mean by that? God has withdrawn the Holy Spirit. The pouring out of the drink offering was no doubt. There is no shadow of doubt. It is an emblem of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. You just, you just realize how our Christian love, how our Adventist life will be if there is no praise and worship or praise and thanksgiving or communication from God or the Holy Spirit. It is just like a half-dead Christian life if there is no revival. At the last days, brothers and sisters, God is expecting a revival and reformation. We have to kneel down and ask the Lord, plead the Lord, Lord, we return to you. Please forgive our sins. 
bring the Holy Spirit into our heart. We need revival. We need uh, revival. And God will never pour out our spirit if we are not concerned about the unity in the church. God will never pour out. In fact, the Holy Spirit will never come if there is no commitment. What for? If you are not committed, if I'm not committed, what for the Holy Spirit? Why we are praying for the Holy Spirit? Only if we want to come in, the Holy Spirit will help us to commit ourselves. If there is no commitment, there is no need of Holy Spirit. If there is no need of Holy Spirit, there is no need to thank God. If there is no need to thank God, there is no communication from God. End of story. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, when the Holy Spirit, when, the, when, the, when you will receive the power, when the Holy Spirit comes on you. The revival is the power of the Holy Spirit. The reformation is the duty of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't want it, if you don't want to come to God, then what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit in our lives? There is no doubt the drink offering is an emblem of the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. You know, I thank God for the Zoom meetings. Just a few days back I was preaching and many people around the world joined there and the prayer request was taken. <clears throat> And there was a woman from Canada, Toronto. And she gave the prayer request that uh, her husband's brothers, brother-in-law was hospitalized, critically in ventilator because of the infection of COVID. He said, he's counting days. The doctor said, hmm, sometime it's, you know, it's up to God. So please pray for my brother-in-law to be revived. We prayed for a few days. There is no improvement. Then she joined one day in Zoom. Pastor, please pray. Then I said, okay, we prayed, but there is one thing we didn't do. Confess your sin. Confess your sin. Okay, we, we can't simply, Lord, bring it. So God is bringing it. No, it's not like that. It doesn't work like that. We have to confess. We have to repent. That's what Acts chapter 2 verse 38 says. Repent and be baptized. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Then there was a prayer of confession. To be honest, three days back. I was asked to preach again. And she said, Pastor, we praise the Lord. He's back home safely. Back home safely. He's all right. He's being recovered. If there is no revival, we are spiritually in ventilator. Anytime our spiritual life will be damned. We have to realize the locust is eating our church. The locust is eating our spiritual life. It is not only eating leaves, it eating stem 
and the skin of a tree, root of the tree, and it becomes white. And the consequence of the locust, God says, I don't want your thanksgiving. I don't want your praises. That's why many people fold their hands and just shut their mouth and just listening. That's it. They don't want to sing. They don't want to partake anything. They just come and fold their hands and just go away. If you really ask us why you are not singing, then the Holy Spirit will speak to you. This is why, because there is no revival. There is no spirit in you. And the consequence of this locust plague is because there is no communication. And finally, the consequence of the locust is there will not be outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon individual. And that's why the theme of the book of Joel is return to the Lord so that God will retain the drink offering and the grain offering. And this is my prayer and this is my tears and this is my awe. God bless you. Amen.
you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up his countenance upon you and give you peace today and forevermore. Amen. We would like to thank the Lord for inspiring through our pastor and giving us a message for such a time as this. We are truly uh, awestruck by what God has in store for us. Uh, thank you, Pastor, on behalf of the church and the elders. We would like to express our heartfelt gratitude and thanks for your prayerful preparation for this revival series. Truly, these sermons are uh, um, touching our hearts and touching the raw nerve uh, where we have failed. Thank you so much. And, and I'm sure God has been inspiring and using you uh, to our churches and to those who are listening online. And thank you, members. I'm sure uh, these words will continue to reverberate in your hearts and minds uh, not just today, but also through the week as we ponder that uh, we will pray and repent and confess and ask for revival of our spiritual lives so that God will not, uh, we will not reach a situation where God will not accept our praise and thanks, where he will cease to communicate with us and also the Holy Spirit will be withdrawn. Let that condition not be ours. Let us draw near to God and give our lives to him. And please be reminded this afternoon at half past three, we are continuing our uh, community service seminars and Mayor of Malden will be there with us. Till such time, let us prayerfully fellowship with one another and uh, be reminded of what the Lord has spoken to us. Now we can break out to our respective church rooms uh, for a time of fellowship. God bless you.